You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. So, if I'm being completely transparent... Mm -hmm. There are some days that I wish I had added some more tales to my whole memoir. Oh. Yeah. Well, if we're being completely honest, mm -hmm. I wish you went through a whole phase too. Damn. Really? Dead ass. Hmm. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. So let me take y'all back in time. 2004, my Damn. junior year of college. That sounds so long ago now. Junior in college. Kadeen and I had been living together in the dorms since 2002. And we were going through that, that point in a relationship where it's just like, dang, like, um... I was my first time being an All-American. I'm the man on campus. Me and Kadeem were living together every single day. I was kind of feeling myself. And I was like, yo, I'm was this, 20 years old. I was 20 years old. So I was mm -hmm. like, babe, we've been arguing a lot lately. Um, we were having issues. I was like, you don't want to date nobody else. I think we should date other people. And she was just like, no. And I was just like, you sure? I said, babe, because I don't want you to ever, if we're gonna, if we talking about forever and we were gonna ever get married, I don't want there to ever be any resentment towards each other if we don't date other people. And then Kadeen says, well, if you wanna date somebody else, you can, but I don't feel like dating anybody else. I'm good here. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna date somebody else. So I think it lasted about a week. <laughs> Lasted about a week. Then I, he came crawling. I back. had moved out. I had moved out of her apartment on campus, mm -hmm. and uh, for about a week, and 
was talking to other people. I love it because I'm going to tell y'all after story time, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> and, tell you how DeVal showed up back at my doorstep. But okay. Oh, my gosh. This is about to be the biggest lie ever. <laughs> but I left and then after a week, we, we spoke every day still. And after a week, I came back. <laughs> <laughs> That was anticlimactic to say the least. I mean, Deval. All right. Karaoke time. I had to do it because, you know, this is one of my my jams. Like, this is on. And I know you hate when I say this is my jam. Sound Does that oh, sound this old? one of my jams. This, <laughs> this, this one of my jams. Why I got to sound like I'm missing teeth? That's how you saw this. <laughs> one of my jams. <laughs> go ahead. So go ahead. Sing, sing one of your jams. This is on. <laughs> Beatrice. Rota. <laughs> go ahead. This is on rotation (laughs) on one of like my go-to playlists, right? Mm. From my girl Jasmine Sullivan. I love Jasmine Sullivan's music. However, this one in particular, all right, I can't necessarily relate to everything in it, (laughs) Mm. but it just makes me feel some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Ready? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, my hair and my ass fake, but so what? So what? I get my rent paid with it, and these tits get me trips to places I can't pronounce right. He said it keep coming if I keep my body tight. <laughs> and them bitches stay mad, cause I'm living the life. Ooh. Cause I'm living the life. Oh. You know that song? That's Mascara. That's Mascara. Jasmine Sullivan. I like yes. that song. That song that song will go hard. It does go hard. And you, you hard. if you really actually look at the lyrics, song go hard. I'm just like, okay, girl. Like in another verse, she's like, I ain't got a job, but so what? <laughs> I don't need it when I'm getting everything I want, everything I asked for. I wear a freakum dress for daddy, and then he gives me more. Ho. I mean, I can relate now. Ho, ho tails. <laughs> I can ho relate tales. now with my husband. However, I didn't really have moments like that back in the day. No, no. I'm no. right now. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's about talk it. about it. All right. Hotels. Hotels. Let's talk about it. But mascara wasn't on hotels. No, that song was before. It was before. But right. Exactly. Let's talk about that and hotels. I'm gonna tell y'all how Deval came back though. Okay, so after Deval was gone for a week because he made it a thing where he was like, I'm gonna pack up my stuff, I'm gonna leave, I'm moving out, you know, I want to see other people, blah blah Every blah. Every time you tell the story, so I was like, all right, <laughs> go works. ahead, go ahead, you know. So um, he leaves. And then uh, he comes back, <laughs> like literally a week later. And the best part about it is that it was in the wintertime, right? So it was one of those like really cold, like oh Long Island, gosh. New York days, like almost blizzard because it was a lot of like wind and snow and all that. Deval, let me tell you, shows up at my door, right? <laughs> with a suit, with a suitcase, right? He had his bubble coat on, but he had like a scarf wrapped around his head and like thrown over his neck. So I was dressed like and Mary J. Blige. Li- he literally looked like Mary J. Blige in the Not Gonna Cry video. I had sunglasses on. I was on. your lover in your sick I had, I had sunglasses on and a scarf. Working Guys. every day does of this, the week. Does this even sound like anything I would do, though? That's literally how DeVal showed up at my doorstep, y'all. And at that point, I was just like, how could I not like open the door and let him back in? And then here we are. First of all, I came back because I was hungry. Years right? later. When you live with a woman <laughs> for two years. You just wanted a meal. When you live with a woman for two years, now just I making see what sure it you is. eat and stuff like that. Then you go back to living in your dorm with your now boys. Now I see what it is because you wanted and to be out there hoeing, but you wasn't getting meals. First of all. You know? So, hey. I wasn't hoeing either. I had talked to a few people, but I wasn't hoeing either. Neither one of us had a true hoe face. No, we really didn't. Because I could have been hoeing. That's a fact. could have been hoeing. Hoeing. Likewise. Especially the Likewise. years I was in the league, I could have been freaking hoeing. I, I could have been hoeing too, but like a silent hoe too. Like nobody had to know that I was hoeing if that I is wanted true. them not to know. That is true. You know? So, but so here's the thing. Placing here's a the label thing. on people as hoes. Hold on. Here's the thing. Why? Because this is what I want to ask you the question. Why, when I asked you, because now she's saying she missed her whole face. But when I asked her, when she, she wanted to go through her phase and date other people, she said no. Why did you say no? Well... That's a loaded question, but I'll start by saying this. I hate to say back in the day, because you're already telling me I was old for saying my jam, but back in the day, in our in our time, okay, the idea of a girl just being out there in these streets, as they would say now, it was just something that I was taught, as I was raised, you know, by my parents and my mom, even just like my cousins, older uh-huh. family members, that that just was not becoming, as my mom would say. It was say. ladylike. You know what I mean? It wasn't ladylike to do mm-hmm. those kind of things. Um, so at that point in time, it was kind of just like, hmm, um, 
dating multiple men, naturally people assume that you're probably going to then be having sex with them. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, wow, you can't like just jump around from man to man because what will that look like? You know what I'm saying? And then also too, there was also this feeling of me as it pertains to you at the time feeling like, man, if I was to not be with DeVal right now and I tell him, you know what, you want to date other people, I'm going to date other people. At that point, I feel like even if we were to revisit being together later mm -hmm. on, you'd probably feel like, damn, this time that we've spent apart, you might have been with other men. And even, and even though we decided that we weren't going to disclose that, being mm -hmm. on a break with each other, like you do you, you and I'll do me. And then we won't have to discuss that because that's going to be our off time. That mm -hmm. for, that's for us. I feel like there still would have been this question in your mind, like, damn, you know, I don't know who Kadeen has potentially been with or how many people Kadeen has potentially been with. And if that was going to then skew your decision to pick back up where things left off or for us to potentially be together moving forward. There right. was also the fear in me that, damn, Somebody might be out there home with the vow better than I can hold. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Meaning, if we were talking about, but just you sex did say to me that you was fine with me going to talk to other people, though. Yeah, at that point, I felt like it was I was fine, and and I was talking out of both sides of my mouth. I will say that because it was it's like very confusing. In one breath, I felt like, damn, I don't want to keep you here as a hostage either, mm -hmm. and make you feel like you are obligated to be here and then be unhappy. Mm -hmm. Because to be honest, we both met each other at a space in our lives it's where we young. did not want to necessarily be with another person solely right. you had just gotten to college yeah i, I was also a boyfriend right and i was starting my second year of college when i transferred to hofstra right coming from you know a, a family background where my parents were you know pretty strict and i wasn't able to go out and do anything or just just have fun and, mm -hmm. and, and date and party and things like that so i was looking forward to that space uh -huh. in my in my life um and then we met each other literally like my first like right before my first semester and then we were just like damn this just just may be it. Maybe it um so at that point in time it wasn't for me necessarily about the amount of time i had invested for me it was more so about I really really am into this person I love this man I can foresee a future with him do I want to risk all of that by potentially a allowing him to potentially meet somebody else who he but may you did let vibe me go. with you more did say to me, I can go be with somebody else though. you did say that so, so you that was able was, to risk that I risked that but then also too part of me felt like damn I really don't like I'm, I'm nervous I'm scared that he may just not come back all right because you were worried that if you were with someone else that I wouldn't take you back. Um, in part that or that you would have just moved on. No, but I'm saying so you told me it was okay for me to go talk to someone else. Mm -hmm. So you were fine willing to risk that. Right. But you weren't willing to risk you talking to someone else because you were afraid yes. that I wouldn't accept you yes, back. Yes, based on the I way would... I had, yes, right. based on my mindset at that time, yes. Now, the reason why I'm asking these questions mm -hmm. specifically is because of this. I am in favor of whole phases mm -hmm. for women mm -hmm. right and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this because one i don't think it's necessarily a whole phase mm -hmm. all right i don't um we call it a whole phase which is part of the patriarchy right yes if i'm out there talking to different women even if i'm having sex or not i'm sowing my wild oats mm -hmm. as a man you told get that out of your system experience what life is like right mm -hmm. for a woman if she tries to have the same experiences it's called a whole phase which automatically has a negative connotation. connotation yep. Whether you're having sex or not, if you're dating multiple men, people automatically assume that you're having sex. It's automatically called the whole phase, mm -hmm. right? So I'm in favor of a woman having autonomy over her life mm -hmm. and her agency over her body, mm -hmm. right? Because I feel like that's the only way a woman can truly understand what it is to be a partner with someone once it's time to get married. So that right? she's pretty much explored whatever options that she wanted to explore in whatever shape form or fashion that looks like for her and then she can decide all right at this point i've yes. done all of these things so now i'm confident in who i am and i won't necessarily put restrictions on my partner that and also how could you understand where i'm coming from as a man if i've always had agency over my life and my experiences if you've well, never yeah. had agency right so just think about it for oh a historically second. no think about it for like a second, you said right? when you meet someone young right you have certain obligations Right. And you feel trapped. Right. That's men and women. We mm -hmm. meet each other young. We're trying to be who the other person wants us to be. We feel trapped for women. Women feel trapped whether they're in a relationship or not, because society has already dictated that if you date around too much or if you have sex with multiple people, you're a hoe. 
So in your life, you've automatically been trapped in this idea that I have to save myself for the one person I choose. And once I choose that person, I can't choose somebody else because if I choose someone else after this one person, then I'm a hoe. So I got to deal with this one person, right? So now that you put all of that that women have been trapped with, right? Now that woman becomes a wife. You know what that woman does? Then tries to trap their husband in that same mindset because that's how they existed their whole life. Mm. And that is why I'm in favor of the whole phase. I'm calling the whole phase. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. But autonomy for women and agency having their bodies because the only way they can understand the the uh, value of having choices is if we give women choices. Mm Mm-hmm. Because sounds then you nice. No, it, it does sound sounds nice. nice it does but sound we nice just know that the utopia. vast majority does not feel that way. Because in a patriarchal society, control over a woman's body is essential to maintaining power, right? Absolutely. Historically. Absolutely. And issues of, uh, issues of choice are turned into issues of morality, um, political pillars, those kind of things, right? And women yes. are taught that their value lies in their purity in the eyes of men. Yes. And then <laughs> then that even takes it to, uh, like though it takes two to tango, the man cannot be responsible for his animalistic desires. So yes. there's like two completely different claims yes. being made here. And the idea um, in that order, to be desired, women must feed men's egos and satisfy their delusions while still suppressing their own needs and desires. Yes. It's created a whole, a whole toxic culture between but, the sexes. But do you not understand why people struggle in relationships? Oh, yeah. At, because th- of this. Because yes. of that. And what I'm saying is that the patriarchy has created it so that women, once you get married, are your property now. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so it doesn't matter what they want or need because you own her. That's mm-hmm. why you, she takes your last name. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is I don't want a piece of property. Mm-hmm. I don't thrive in a relationship where I want to tell my wife what it is. Mm-hmm. I want to live in a, a relationship where my wife chose me the same way I chose her because I know sexually and this is why it's important for that's why even the whole phase aspect sexually mm-hmm. your wife is going to give you a better sexual experience mm-hmm. if she is wholeheartedly choosing to be with you in that moment mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying I'm I'm being selfish I'm abs- I am absolutely being selfish. I'm not saying this because I want women to feel empowered and all this other stuff and you know men need to take control, you know, make me own up to the patriarchy and because it, it sounds nice. I'm saying this because I'm being selfish and I'm telling you as a husband, I feel better having sex when we have sex when you've chosen to have sex in that moment. The sex is just better. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? When you're obligated to have sex, the sex is terrible. So for me it's like, you know what? Thinking over years, if Kadeem ever had a whole face mm-hmm. where she went out and had agency over her life, mm-hmm. right? And say we didn't meet at 18. Mm-hmm. Say you had your whole face before we met. Before we met. Say we met at 25. Mm-hmm. But from 18 to 25, you dated. Mm-hmm. You were able to, to be with different guys. I wouldn't know who they were. Or I wouldn't know how many. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. But now you've had that opportunity to feel free and mm-hmm. be have agency. But now you're choosing to be with me. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that when you're choosing to be with me, you're choosing it out of your own free will. Right. So now you're enjoying every moment that you have. Mm -hmm. And that's me being selfish. I want those moments. I don't want it to be, dang, Kadeem felt trapped her whole life. Mm -hmm. We've been dating since 18. And then now that we're married and together, she's trapped here too. She's trapped here too. And she wants to trap me because she's felt trapped. No, I understand. It's it's interesting that you said that. I didn't think of it in that way where you're, you're saying, okay, because I may have felt trapped or say a woman feels trapped because yes. she was not able to explore all of the options that she had, whether it be just courting, dating, sexual relationships, whatever. It then causing her to then want to entrap the man absolutely eventually, absolutely and, and then i guess that resentment can kind of spill over when the resentment has nothing necessarily to do with your husband in that moment because he may not have been the guy that you might have met him two years ago and at that point you know he had nothing to do with the fact that you were not able to do those things but now he is now unfortunately having tell to me, bear the brunt of it tell me we haven't been That's there interesting before. we've we've talked about sex a lot right mm-hmm. And you said things to me just like, well, no, you just have to be with me at this point because I'm your wife and that's it. These things you talk about having other options and stuff like, no, it's a wrap. This is what it is because I'm your wife. You're my husband. Right. And I say to you, babe, we have options like and I've always said to you, like, we have options. I don't have to be here the same way you don't have to be here. You said to me, what options have I had Mm -hmm. my whole life? I've had to be this way to be prepared to be 
a wife. Mm -hmm. So you've never felt like you've had options. You felt like society has put on you that you've had to be as close to a virgin as possible to be acceptable as a wife. Prim and proper. So think about it. That was always the the reason why you feel like me not having options is okay is because you felt like your whole life you've never had options and you learned to live with that. Right. And but I haven't lived that way. So when someone says to me, I'm taking away your options, it's kind of like how you could just take away my options. Nobody could take away my options. But I'm not realizing that I because I've never existed in that state. Mm-hmm. I've, it's almost like when a white person says they don't understand racism because they're they're white, that you know, they, they have the ability to kind of escape from that because they're not black. Right. Yeah. I mean, of course, they're so far removed. You know what I'm saying? They have that yeah. privilege. Yeah. I mean, I've it's had definitely a thing between man. men and women. Yeah. I've had that privilege as a man to be able to do what I want to do and not feel the, the pressure from society of it. So when I come into a relationship with my wife who has these pressures as a woman, I'm mm-hmm. not understanding it. Mm-hmm. And it really made me think like, you know what? If I had met Kadeen at 25 as opposed to 18. And she went through her quote-unquote whole phase, whether that was multiple partners or just dating mm-hmm. more. I feel like you would have been in a, a more inclined position to say, I'm willing to compromise here on this because I did what I wanted to do. I've had agency. I want to see how we can compromise. Mm-hmm. But when you spent your whole life feeling trapped... Right. And now we're married. You're like, bro, I've been trapped. So, well, yeah, it's frowned upon. And especially if you come from a family or that has maybe religious beliefs and stuff like that, you're mm-hmm. like holding on to, you know, your, your virginity until marriage, for example. And right. then at that point, it becomes a thing where it's like, damn, like my husband is the one person that I've been with. And the argument there may be, oh, this is the one person I've been with. So I can't compare this to anything right. else. And I can understand that. But also, too, as you get older and you're with that one person and you realize, man, there might have been opportunities for me to then explore more so it becomes hard because not to say my family was super religious but they did instill in me the whole yeah they were um they were raised that way too my Mm -hmm. parents not so much my grandparents aunts and uncles yes but also raised in that you know you're always valuing valuing yourself valuing your body and then also too when i think about it the whole phase does that necessarily mean the number of penises you've had you know what I mean? Mm. Is it is it just that? Is it just strictly intercourse? I mean, typically when you say a girl's a well, hoe, it means that historically she's been sleeping with mad people. But, we but don't also, even have to too, need, it doesn't right. have to be that, right? No, it doesn't need to be that because the minute you date, right, or start dating, people automatically assume that two people who are dating yes. are having sex. Right. Like that's just the, the world that we live in. Exactly. Right? In this space and, right now. And yeah. it's almost um, expected. You don't that even if have you're to dating, be dating. No, yeah, if you're <laughs> out. Yeah. It's almost expected. Like, are we going to fuck? Or, right. Like that's what it is. And so, there's a whole casual sex thing that happens nowadays too that is just like. Right. So, and that's that's the, the era we live in mm-hmm. now. But. It's called a whole phase and it has that negative connotation once again because of the control factor. You want women to limit their sexual partners because mm-hmm. as, a, as a property owner, as a man, I want my woman to only be with me, mm-hmm. right? It's, it talked about feeding their delusions and their egos. Mm-hmm. If this woman has only been with me, mm-hmm. she can't compare me to nothing. I'm always going to be the best she ever had. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if she's with well, someone else. Well, yeah, you else, always hear somebody, oh, she for the streets. She for the streets. That's not a that's not a positive thing. But that's my point. And I've heard men use those things. I've heard your male friends use that. Nah, I'm not getting with her. She for the streets. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. my thing is, sis, do people have to know that you're for the streets? There you go. Or can you hoe silently? There you go. You know but, what I'm but, saying? But, also, but then again, hoeing? men talk. Absolutely men talk. But here's right. the thing. Is it hoeing? If you're not having sex with everybody, right, you can't even get a whole phase because if you go on a date with this person and then go to date with you someone else, you already it. labeled so a hoe. Might as well accept it. At this point, you know what? We all are. Well, here's my thing: <laughs> we're not we're not setting women up to be wives, right, or be good life partners if we're not giving them agency. Mm-hmm. What you're trying to do is brainwash someone right. to exist in the space you want them to exist in and that is not going to make a person happy in their relationship. Absolutely. You know no, what I'm saying? I see it. When, yeah, when you're bringing it back to relationship, I completely get it. Let her do what she wants. Let him do what he wants. So when they finally do get with somebody and they want to settle down, then it makes sense, Don't it make sense? that they've they've experienced they've lived don't it they've, make sense yep and it's in part too why a lot of people are waiting till later nowadays i feel like in our generation and the generations to you know after mm-hmm. us are waiting to settle down there's not a lot of people getting married in their 20s anymore if anything people are waiting until their 30s people aren't getting married at all you know what i mean and well, that may be in part too because at that point in your life you kind of feel like you've 
experienced, you've lived, you've done things, and then you know who you are and what you want and what you don't want. Well, I think what we what we have to do is give a little context, kind of like we do with racism, right? Mm-hmm. We got to give context to sexism, right? Mm-hmm. So for for white people who don't understand racism, right? They, they don't understand the pressures black people live with every day existing in America, for example, where the Constitution have deemed them three-fifths of a human being or property, right? So when we when we walk around, we get policed harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't get access to revenue. We don't get access to things. Those pressures exist on us every single day that white people don't understand or mm-hmm. feel, right? It's the same thing with sexism mm-hmm. in the world, right? There are certain privileges that men have uh, and they're not even privy to because they don't exist in that space. So for a woman, if you dress provocatively, you can be considered a hoe. If you're out at a certain time, you're considered a hoe. If you're seen with a certain guy, you're considered a hoe, mm-hmm. which to me, I think is completely unfair because what we're not allowing women to do is come into their own uh, their own person. Mm-hmm. So for example... There is, um, everyone has a sexual being Mm -hmm. inside of them, right? Mm -hmm. Women as well. Mm -hmm. Men who want to be in monogamous relationships with women want that woman to understand their sexual beings and be everything to them sexually, right? Mm -hmm. You told this woman her whole life not to be sexual at all, not to engage in anything sexual, but then when you get her, she has to be everything. How does that work? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Th- mm-hmm. Like, if we, if we seriously think about that from a practicality standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm I'm in favor of, I'm not even going to say a whole phase, but allowing women, because the, the whole phase is just so negative, yeah. but allowing women to have autonomy and agency over anything they want to do. Because mm-hmm. it also was just a choice. Mm-hmm. I'm a man. I could have been through a huge whole phase. I just didn't want to do it. Right. I, w- I want to be monogamous. You know what I'm saying? Um, I value my body. I don't want to share my body with any and everybody. Mm-hmm. I made choices in my life or who I wanted to share my body with at that time, but I wasn't hoeing the way I could have been hoeing. Mm-hmm. And I think that if it's for a woman, she should have the same opportunity. That's interesting that you said that, that as a man, you feel like you value your body in a, in a way that not just even thinking about sharing it with anybody else, but just for you internally, you value yourself and your body yes. so much that you feel like, you know what? Yes. I don't want to d- do these things or I don't want to be yes. promiscuous because I value myself. Yes. Do, you, do you think that men think that way often? Or is it a thing where, cause I've heard of men, you know, when I hear side chatter, when people, you know, guys are talking, but they think I ain't listening. I'll be listening. Some men just be putting it in whatever. I don't know if it's because you also wear your organs on the outside of your body. So it's just kind of like a detachment. Whereas with females and women, you know, you know, biologically, well, everything is internal. I mean, I mean, it's, it's definitely different because of where the organs lie with a woman. You have more, uh, there's more opportunities for you to one, get pregnant, or get a sexually transmitted disease, the more sexual partners you have because everything is internal. Right. And right? then it's, a lot of times y'all are silent carriers. Silent carriers, of right. Those so diseases, yeah. for us, we, we feel invincible. You know, it's outside. Oh, if I get something, I could just take a shot or get a pill or whatever, and it's good. For women, it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. So for men, they're more likely to be like, oh, I'll put on a condom and I'll just smash because also we've been conditioned to feel like that's how you prove your manliness. Mm-hmm. A lot of it just comes down to conditioning. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't really, it comes down to an ideology that mm-hmm. we're taught. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, you watch television. Most of us in the black community watch rap videos, watch R&V videos. If you watch rap videos, it's typically one, two men in the videos, a ton of women, mm-hmm. right? And the women are objectified and the men are like, I'm getting this, I'm getting that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, right? But the same men who feel comfortable doing that have a problem with a Cardi B or a Meg The Stallion mm-hmm. and the WAP video because they're like, oh, y'all are glorifying being a hoe. You know what I'm saying? And and y'all shouldn't glorify that. To me, it's kind of like, like, damn, like, how how is the woman that you choose for the rest of your life supposed to be that hoe for you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're my wife, right? I'm your husband. When it comes time to things that you want sexually, I want to be able to provide all of those things for you. Mm-hmm. How do I figure that out if I don't explore sexually? You know what I'm saying? How do you figure that out if you don't explore sexually? I mean, you can explore, explore together because the kind of you like can. how we've grown, like right? Because when we were 18, having sex versus now, mm-hmm. two completely different ends of the Absolutely. spectrum. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But also, too, we're we're like I said before, we're kind of like that that couple that's been together for so long, and you know, people because we that, chose right. Because we chose that, whereas there are people who are like well into their 20s and 30s and still still exploring and still trying to figure things out, and, and things don't work out. You but know, that's my point: is the so, choice. 
Yeah. The, the point is not even the actual act of having sex with a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. It's the ability to have the choice to say that this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, right, that I asked that question to mm-hmm. you in college. I said, do you want to see other people, right? Mm-hmm. I knew that you've always been about modesty and mm-hmm. you've always been about being a lady, right? I never wanted you later on in our marriage to be like... I never got a chance to do the things I wanted to do. And now I'm going to take it out on DeVal. Mm-hmm. And I always felt, even as a young man, that that's what happened a lot. That's what happens a lot in marriages. Mm-hmm. Women don't get a chance to explore who they are. And that exploring is even a mental freedom to say, if I wanted to, I can. I can. Right. You don't and won't feel like be judged have, for it. Right. You don't feel like you have that. You definitely that. don't. No, we don't have that. I don't. So in turn, what do you do? Because I, I too... Hold on, what, so what do you do? So what do you do? When you become a wife, and then what do you do? You put all of that pressure oh, on absolutely. me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and be like, well, I didn't have a chance to do that, so you see what I'm, I'm saying? still alive. <laughs> I'm still here. You see what I'm saying? You know? yeah. So then once you put that on me, now it's defensive. Like, what you mean? Like, you can't stop me from doing what I want to do. That, to me, is the problem. Mm. It's the problem. When you take people's choices away, when you take people's choices away, and you then you try to date them, they're going to ultimately try to take your choices away. I want to be here because I want to be here. Mm-hmm. I want you to be here because you want to be here. Not because you feel obligated by society's constraints on you as a woman that you have to be here to be to gain more value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To me, that doesn't add anything to our soul ties. That's just you saying, well, I got to be a wife to be considered valuable and I got to stay with DeVal. And then the sex reflects that mm-hmm. because you don't feel that way. I've always wanted you to open up and be like, yo, I want to be with DeVal because I chose to be here. Mm-hmm. The only way we get that from our women is if we allow them to do that right. and let them make the choice. And some I women, say, sis, go ahead and do it. Some women may hold. <laughs> some women may hold. But right. some women may just be like, oh, I can't hold. I still like him, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's the point. Right. Like me, I feel like if I did have the opportunity opportunity back in the day i feel like i would have been the serial monogamous anyway that just kind of always wanted to be with absolutely one person or just kind of get because i feel like there's also a point too where women want to have that whole phase but we usually are the ones that tend to fall emotionally faster so you may go into a relationship or you may meet somebody with this mindset thinking you know what we're just gonna have fun you know regardless of where you are in your life Mm -hmm. you could just be a young woman just out there you know having a good time you could be a woman who's newly separated or divorced you could be any of those things and just kind of feel like, you know what? I'm not going to get my feelings involved. I'm just going to go out there. I want to have fun. I'm going to date. I may or may not have sex with somebody, but then the feelings tend to get involved at that point, And then it may escalate into something more. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes women too have to be careful of Absolutely. that because Absolutely. I know that probably would have been me. I'd have been like, no, nah, I'm going to just have fun. And the next, you know, it's just like, Oh, I love you. And then what happens? You know what I mean? And it depends on the agreement that you're coming into these relationships with too. Absolutely. You can be coming to into a relationship or you can be meeting somebody saying, putting it on the table. I'm just here to have a good time. Right. Whatever that means, however it goes, we're going to go with the flow. We're not going to put any boundaries. We're not going to put any expectations on it because I think with boundaries and expectations, in addition to the societal pressures, comes all of these restraints. Absolutely. So instead of doing that, I kind of feel like, you know, there's there's levels to it. You could be that person that wants to just have a good time and then there's no, no strings attached and then you move on. Or you're the person that decides like, oh my goodness, they, this may not be for me, you know? But right. like you said, having the... The, the the ability to be able to decide that is what it's we're missing. Freeing. Yeah. It's freeing. And it is. Yeah. As, as a man, when you have sex with your wife on the days where she wants to have sex, the sex is a hundred times better. When you have sex with your wife on the days where she feels like, oh, I gotta have this sex. This is an obligation. It's yeah. trash. Yep. It's trash. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a trash smash. That's what I'm going to label it now. It's a trash <laughs> smash. Everybody trash hates smash. a trash smash. And for me, I feel like we can eliminate the amount of trash smashes mm-hmm. if we allow women, not even allow, because even the word allow, if we empower women. Empower women. If we I empower like that. Because we spoke about allow last season right. with the girls. If we, Ain't nobody em- allowing nobody to do nothing. If we empower women to, at some point in their life, be open to making a choice of whether they want to be somebody's woman or not. Mm-hmm. And you, and, and she very well th- imagine, may not want to be. Imagine how many better wives there would be, right? If the wives who are wives became wives because they chose that wifehood is what they wanted. 
mm-hmm. as opposed to being obligated to be a wife because they feel like their standard of womanhood was risen because they became a wife. Mm. Think about it. Right? How many better wives? How many better wives? So now when you when you dating someone purposefully as a man and this woman is saying to you, um, yeah, I'm looking to be a wife. You know she's not saying that because she knows she has to say it because society tells her she has to say it. No, this woman is saying she's looking to be a wife because she wants to be a wife, mm. which means everything that comes with being a wife, she's ready to take on because she made the choice to, not because society pressured her to feel so like... Are we out, how are we going to be out here making better husbands? So, better husbands are going to be men who feel like, okay, well, my wife has been traveled, so... Or not. Nah. No, no, no. Better husbands would be like this. If I'm empowered as a man to sow my wild oats and live my life the way I want to live my life, not being monogamous. There's women out there who want to do that. Those those women aren't being judged. Me as a man, I'm not being judged. Mm. But what if you live that life where there's women who, you know, don't want to be monogamous and y'all are having fun, but it's empty. And and a, a man says, you know what, I, I want a wife. Oh, okay. So because you're now, looking for, but now, then you'll be looking for that deficit. I'm looking for that. I want a wife. I've mm. tried this lifestyle where I have multiple women and I can go in and out of relationships and it was empty. I want to try something more permanent. Now he's making the choice to be permanent and he finds a woman who's making a choice to be permanent. Those people are deliberately making a choice to be with each other without any societal obligations mm. or without any patriarchal restraints or and I think you know what safe, I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's safe to say that there are lanes now in this space and time that we're yeah. in. There are lanes for that. I yeah. think what's missing though is the transparency. <laughs> I mean for sure. You know what I mean? The the facades because of the fear of judgment. The fear of judgment. So it's like a vicious cycle here. You see where we're going with this? It's a vicious That's cycle. That's what I'm saying. Because there are lanes for people. There are there are men and women that just say, you know what? I don't ever think I want to be married. I don't ever think I want to be in a relationship. And those group, that pool of people should get together and have a life. good time. Exactly. Then you may change your mind years down the line and say, you know what? There is something that I'm searching for that I feel like I could find value in marriage. And I'm willing to be the person to go. give and to serve. And I'm missing that. There you go. Then you get with that group of people. So everybody pick y'all pool. Where y'all at? Where are you going to be? That's, what is your lane? That's why and and, and the, be transparent about what you're looking for. I think that should be one of the first things up front when you're dating somebody or you're looking to just even also, have conversation. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying up front, why am I here? What am I looking for? Absolutely. And and it's also safer. Mm-hmm. Like it's safer. Like, yeah, whatever y'all doing, please do it like, safely. Like think about it. If if. <laughs> We empower a quote-unquote whole phase, and I'm going to continue to say that because that's how people relate to it. Right. If we empower a whole phase, right, and there's a pool of women who don't want to be monogamous and they want to have fun. There's a pool of men who don't want to be monogamous and don't want to have fun. And they're being safe collectively and having fun collectively, and they're being transparent. No feelings get hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People, and I mean, this is a utopia. Of course, feelings always get hurt because someone may not want someone to be with someone, but, you know what I'm saying? But if you have then the pool of people who had the choice to be there Mm -hmm. and not be judged, but chose to be in a a marriage and not have to feel like I have to live a secret life because I got to be married in order. Will that then be the uh, elimination, if we were living in this utopia, the elimination of the side chick? And the side dude? I honestly feel like it, it would be eliminated because you wouldn't need us. If you don't want to get married, right, and you won't get judged for not getting married, whether you're a woman or a man, and you can live your life in a polyamorous or a polygamous uh, situation, there's no need to lie and have a, a side chick or a mm-hmm. side dude. I can live there and not be judged. If, there was, if there's a woman, for example, can I, and I'm going to use women as an example. A lot of women, there are some women who have higher sex drives than men, right? Mm-hmm. But because of the patriarchy, those women are considered sexual deviants mm-hmm. and you know they are oh, they hoes they have a high sex drive something's wrong with them those women feel shamed because no one man can please them sexually right so they feel shamed so you know what happens they get with a guy they try to find a guy that can please them and when that guy can't reach that level then they feel like damn i got to go find something else because once again you're trying to protect his he his ego you don't want to tell him that he's not pleasing you in every way possible. So you're like, I'm going to protect his ego, but I'm still going to go get what I want out of my life. And then she cheats mm. and she's a cheater because she, she does not have the agency to feel comfortable saying, I, I want to be with multiple guys or I don't want to be in a monogamous relationship because the minute a woman says that she's labeled a hoe mm-hmm. and her value has decreased. 
You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's unfair and it's 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 showing the flaws in humanity by Absolutely. saying that everyone has to live under this mm-hmm. type of lifestyle in order to be considered okay or right. successful. And I think that it's it's failed us. It has. Because the divorce rate Ain't is nothing, over 50%. I don't think anything, nothing really super positive has come from this patriarchal way of existing. No, the same way nothing, nothing you know? positive has come out of racism. You know, but but just like anything else, it's been in play for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So we're we're trying to untangle ourselves from something that's embedded mm-hmm. in our way of thinking mm-hmm. and our way of life. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna take some time to get out of it. But having conversations I was just about to say, I love that we can even have a conversation like yeah. this, you know, which is so funny because I'm thinking about different clips from this conversation. I'm just like, Oh Lord, if somebody hears this one little clip, let's hope that people live. <laughs> don't don't be me. the type of people that I don't even care. <laughs> Here's my thing, though. I like listen to the whole episode, though. Y'all get the context. People ask all the mm-hmm. time, "How do y'all make it?" We've been having these conversations oh, since yeah. we were 19, 20 years old. Since we've been taking rides in my Rav Four, you know, from Hofstra to mm-hmm. Virginia Beach, on uh, you know, our we little were, vacations and whatnot before we were vacations were a thing. But yeah, we, we, were, were, 20, we were talking about a lot of this having this from same early. conversation Absolutely. about you. I wanted you to. I was like, go out and explore, and you said no, and yeah. I was learning about you then. You were learning about me. But we've been having these conversations for a long time. And I think that's part of the reason why we've had longevity Mm -hmm. is because I'm constantly trying to understand not only your mindset, but how you got to this point. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not for me. It's not only important to understand, you know, what you're thinking. I got to understand why you're thinking it as my wife. Why does my wife think like why did my wife think at that point that it was okay to tell me? to go out and date other people, but she didn't want to say mm-hmm. she wanted to date other people. And then when you hear that, it's like, oh, wow, she didn't think that I would accept her if she dated other people, but she was willing to let me date other people mm-hmm. shows how constraining and stifling that can be for a woman. Yeah, absolutely. And why? It and it makes be. me understand now why is my wife, when we have conversations and I say, and you tell to me, like, I, I forbid you from doing this, and I'd be like, how, how the fuck are you going to forbid me? And you look me in my eye and be like, Deval, you're not doing that. And I'm like, how does she feel that she can do that? But I'm realizing you've lived that way. Oh, yeah. Women have felt, lived the life right, of it. being told you cannot or should not I get it. do that. I get it. We ain't doing that no more, though. No, we, we don't. We ain't doing that no more. We don't. Like, that we is safe to say. We seriously don't do that no more. And I think that's what makes, I love makes it. us last and work. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly feel like. You are here because you want to be here. Mm-hmm. You know that I'm here because I want right. to be here. And that's that's what makes it great. That's why I wake up every morning. I can smile. I can rub on your butt. I can kiss you. I can mm-hmm. do and say the things that I feel because you, you're choosing to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't walk on eggshells thinking at any moment Kadeen's going to bounce. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, and to close this out, this is one question that I missed. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of interesting. Like, what is it? I'm asking you this because you're a, a man. Um, and I, what what do you think satisfies what does it satisfy for men in power to make choices about women's body like what what is it about men trying to make these decisions whether it's you know these political leaders saying you know abortion is is a thing or not like what is it what what does it give y'all as men what kind of satisfaction does it give you as men to say i have this control over a woman or her body so so i think that's a loaded question um, I don't think that men get satisfaction from just making that decision. What I think happens is men are conditioned the same way women are conditioned to think, think a certain way, mm. right? And as a young man, you're told, you know, be a leader. You want to be a leader. You know what I'm saying? Women are emotional. They can't think for themselves. You have to think for them. You have to make this decision. That's your woman. So when you're conditioned to think that way, as an adult, you feel like that's you, you, you take that as truth. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You take that as truth and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm protecting her from herself. Mm-hmm. And that's my duty and my obligation as a man to protect her. And you don't realize until you become more aware and you start to speak to women mm-hmm. and understand their perspectives, do you realize that everything you've been taught about being a man is not the truth. Right. Like it's not, it's not. 
absolute truth. Right. There's like the savior mentality that men have with women historically that is just like, you know, she can't do for herself. Damn's in distress. Yeah, we're going to have to like save her from herself and her emotional ass self. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just men and women think differently because we're conditioned differently. Right. So the same way women feel like men are stupid. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, think about it. We feel like women are emotional. And we say y'all emotional creatures and y'all can't make decisions. Yes, y'all do. No, no, no. You're complex. I'm not talking about what you think. Right. If you speak to women, women say men are dumb. We're dumb. We don't. We only think we're our little head, not our big head up top. Mm -hmm. That's all women say all the time because they're conditioned to believe that. Right. And even in mainstream media, you know, even if you watch shows about uh, families, Mm -hmm. there's always the dumb dad. You know, it's always the dumb dad, and the the person who saves the day typically Mm -hmm. is the mom. The mom secretly. Because she can't, she can't save the day in front of the dad. She has to make the dad feel like he's the hero, mm. but she's the brains behind the operation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's constantly perpetuating that idea, you know, when, when realistically all it is is that we think differently because we've been conditioned differently. Mm-hmm. And if we stop conditioning our young boys and our young girls differently mm-hmm. and condition them to the same way of life, they, they'll have similar thoughts right. and be able to decide what they want to do for and themselves. And I think reciprocating that level of respect in that stance will then make yeah. for a lot of healthier relationships in the long run. Absolutely. Um, you know, because it, it kind of worked for us. Like I, I allow I allow you and I enjoy that you are the leader and the husband and you are like the head of the household and all that mm-hmm. stuff too. But that's not too a deficit with me also right. being a value to you and the family. Absolutely. You know? Um, so that's, that, that's, that's interesting. Interesting. I'm all for the whole face. Yeah. I, I really am. Like I, I implore um, any dude who's dating a young lady yeah. who she feels like she's unsure yeah. empower her to make the cho- choices for herself and if that's the woman you love mm-hmm. depending on where you you know where you are in your life mm-hmm. you're either going to have to meet her at what she wants and needs mm. or allow her to go find okay, what she wants Okay moment of truth before we got to truth. the moment yeah, of truth Let me save that for the moment All right of moment truth. of truth I'm, I'm really Speaking of you know we should truth. totally bring Jasmine Sullivan in to talk about hotels I'm with it Jasmine Jasmine you listen Jasmine you have to come tag her. you have to come so I want to hear a woman's she perspective She got to come in because uh, her latest album Hotels and then of course for karaoke I <laughs> horribly sang <laughs> mascara It's terrible It's awful It was it wasn't that bad Yeah but I mean it was it's it's interesting that that i think her um her music definitely puts out conversation pieces that yeah. we should be talking about absolutely um so somebody hit up jasmine's people tell her people to call my people <laughs> and we could be people all right let's take a quick break y'all we're gonna get into listener letters after we get into some ads This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. 
In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this, Nier, yes, Nier, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. We back with we listening back. letters. All right. All right. Uh, you want to go to the first? You want to go, go first? You want me to go first? Go first okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Hi, my name is Mar. What's up, Mar? And I'm from Arkansas. You gave us a name and a location. Now everybody know who you are. Uh, we have more than grass fields, I promise. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm currently 21 and will be 22 in December. Sagittarius gang. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. I am a senior in college and I'm graduating in December 2021 with a public administration bachelor's degree. I'm 21. Said that twice. And I have never been in a relationship. Never really came close to one and I'm really confused about why. My friends tell me I am extremely mature for my age and that's why. And I used to believe that but as I get older, I'm starting to think it's me. I'm not pretty enough. Does my personality suck? Do I just not have a girlfriend glow about me? I think of myself as very smart, caring, and compassionate. I think having fun and um, I like having fun and I'm very independent. I don't want a boyfriend or anything but a partner in crime and someone to do life with. Hmm. With graduation quickly approaching, I'm wondering if there is any point in continuing to try and put myself out there because what do you do when you feel unwanted and un? desirable help a girl out what can i do i love you guys content and your beautiful family oh thank you mar thank you mar oh mar hmm 21 this is the first thing she said don't get caught up in society standards of what beauty is mm-hmm. yeah because when she said am i not pretty enough right does my personality That's, suck you first know of all, there, people people find all sorts of other people beautiful Mm-hmm. And amazing. So there is no one standard for beauty that you have to fit in in order to be desirable by someone else. Right. So the first thing I would say is um, the simple fact that you seem unsure about yourself, that can be undesirable. Mm-hmm. You know, confidence is, the I think, the biggest component of beauty oh, absolutely. in both men and women. Absolutely. Someone walks in confident and, you know. <laughs> you know, there may be somebody that, in my opinion, like may not be the most attractive mm-hmm. you know for for my style or taste mm-hmm. but might be out there with somebody you know it's funny my mom has this jamaican saying mm-hmm. and it's a thing where um how does it oh every hoe but hoe it's funny we're talking about yeah. hoes now but not the hoe as in like a hoe yeah. a hoe as in the, the garden tool the garden hole, yeah. every every hoe have it have it stick a bush mm-hmm. meaning like there's a match for everybody in this world absolutely pretty much so yeah i agree in that though like confident whatever you're exuding um, usually sometimes is a bigger indicator than your personality, than your looks, than what you do, than how much money you earn. That can be so, a huge deciding factor. I have an interesting story to tell. One of my boys, I'm not going to out him, and I'm not going to out his wife, because <laughs> one of my boys from college, right, he had a certain like 
thing that that was his thing type of wo- woman mm-hmm. right certain type of look that they, they i'm gonna marry this this is it right mm-hmm. meets this girl mm-hmm. right walks in with ridiculous confidence mm-hmm. right and he's just like bro something about her and i'm like what he's like yo like look at how she walked and when she talks to me, she stares me like into my soul. She's like staring <laughs> into my soul. And I'm just like, all right, all right, you know what I'm saying? He just, and they end up getting married. Right. Have kids, right? And he is infatuated and doesn't fit her. Like she doesn't fit the mold at all into what he thought he wanted uh-huh. in a wife. Right. But it's, and it was something about it. And I, when I first saw her, I did say to him, I said, she got crazy sex appeal. Mm. Like, you know, some women are taught to be small. You know, some some women are taught to be small to make men feel right, right, to make themselves small right. in the room. This for woman example. is tall. Mm-hmm. She always has her shoulders back and her chin up. And when she speaks to guys, she's oh, she's she's I think she's five eight. Mm-hmm. So she's almost eye level with most guys, and mm-hmm. she does stare into your soul. But there is something sexy about it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't dress scantily clad Mm -hmm. or wear tight clothes you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but there's something sexy about her and the way she moves that is just like yo she just mad sexy Mm -hmm. and the reason when what we deduced it to all of us in our group chat was like (laughs) she has a confidence Mm. that certain certain people know like like they have they know who they are Mm -hmm. when you meet a woman who knows who she is it don't matter what she look like you like i gotta i gotta have her Mm. And I feel like women need to hear that more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the same could be said for men because there's on the on the flip side of that, there's somebody else that we know within our circle of people. And homie be walking in here pulling pulling women, okay? Uh-huh. And I'm like, how? <laughs> how is he doing it? And then it almost makes you question the women that he's bringing in like, sis. Right. Right. Why? Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, and it right. may be in part because we know a little bit more about him and the context of it. But just on a, on a, an aesthetic level, it's kind of just like. How is his confidence, though? On a thousand. And that's that's what it is. On a thousand. Because it makes women be like, what is it about him that he walks around with that confidence? Right. And and it's still, it, that don't take away from me being like, but why, though? You but, know what I mean? But off the bat, if you're approaching somebody with that level of confidence and you're just like, yo, like, why? this is like, what I have to offer. I'm not sure what it is yet, but see, it's this confidence. You're going you're gonna, you're gonna to have this confidence. You're going to get it. Here's the advice for Mar. Because what you just said and what I just said. Mar, you need to learn who you are. Embrace who you are. Be confident about who you are. And when you walk into that room, let everybody know that Mar's there. That doesn't mean you're loud. That doesn't mean you have to be boisterous mm-hmm. or, or arrogant. Mm-hmm. But when you have that confidence, it's attractive to people. For because sure. one thing I will say that's unattractive, no matter what the girl looks like, right? Slouch shoulders, mm-hmm. no eye contact. Mm-hmm. That is unattractive. Right. You know, can't, doesn't walk tall. Like, that's completely unattractive. But like that, that awkwardness. That, that awkward, like, yeah. you know. And even those people find someone else who's awkward and, mm-hmm. and they can fall in love. But when you have confidence in who you are, it seems like it attracts when I, more people. When I stepped to the vow, the day I stepped to him, baby boy, couldn't say no. I'm just it wasn't saying, your that's confidence. just what it is. It was my confidence, no? You don't think it was my confidence when I shot my shot? It was your booty. Buckets. <laughs> it was a booty. You should have walked. <laughs> you should have walked up I to me backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I was literally like 40 pounds lighter then. But. Yo, so if we're going to be honest, we're going to be 100% honest. <laughs> yeah. When I met Kadeem, she didn't have on a scantily clad dress. She had on a pink flow. No, you had on a, yeah, a, a pink, pink. Yeah, the right. pink flowy dress. I couldn't gown. see her figure at all. I didn't know she was holding that under there. <laughs> but what did intrigue me was you you were gorgeous. You had like a beautiful smile. And you came up and you said, Brian and Deval Ellis. And that confidence to come say my name and come talk to me did intrigue me. Like, hmm. yo, like. This girl been doing her research. Yeah, I was like, what? I'm like what's, up with, what's up with this one? Like, she. You yeah, know, so it really, it really wasn't. You, I, I was like, man, listen, I'm gonna shoot my shot today. If there's one thing I'm gonna take away from this, yeah, it wasn't your body. It was, it was, it was their confidence, and you, you looked me in my eye, you smiled, and you were, it was like mesmerizing, because Aww. I mean, it does help. And you that reciprocated, you, and that's when we knew we hit it off. That, that was it. That, that was, was it. it. It was a wrap. Mar, good yes. luck, baby girl. Love, you're Mar. 21, and you're still growing into yourself too, yeah, you'll as figure well. It out. So you and and you were Sagittarius, and that's just what we do. Baby girl, get it together. Okay. Once she start clapping, she feel like. 
all of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, guys. So I'm in need of some dead ass advice. By the yeah. way, you two are just the cutest and <laughs> very much admirable. Oh, Thank thanks, you. sis. Kadeen, please be all up in my business. <laughs> I love it. See? See? <laughs> She be all up in everybody's business. But why y'all acting like I'm trying to be in y'all business? <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So here's the rundown. I'm a 29-year-old female cancer. Oh, mm-hmm. cancers. I, my sister's a cancer. Love y'all. Yeah, emotional. Emo. Um, about 15 years ago, I gave my first love, who's a Sagittarius, my virginity, and we've always stayed in contact. And if we wasn't talking, he was always checking on me. He's a Mm -hmm. great man and a father to his daughter. I love him and he has all great qualities for the man I want to settle down with. I'm a single mother and he's always made it clear that he wants to settle down with me and to make me his wife. But the only, capital only, thing Mm. is that he isn't attractive to me physically. Mm. He doesn't meet my standards. Hmm. Mm. I very much have a type, quote unquote, as my friends would say. I always tell myself that I would marry him only if I don't find anyone by the age of 35. Oh, Who meets my standards in that area, plus everything and more of what he offers and brings to the table. Whoa. So basically a plan B, but Sheesh. I will not have children with him, even though we both want more <laughs> children. <laughs> yo, this person, yo. Okay. What am I to do? <laughs> I need help. My friends tell me I'm selfish and I need to let him go. <laughs> your, you friends, your friends, your friends, some great friends. Yes. What if he's my person and I'm just being shallow? I don't know. Please help me. Girl. Well, he goes back to DeVal talking about his friend with confidence, right? Yes. DeVal has a friend with confidence. Yes, I have a friend with confidence. Okay. And having that friend with confidence then ended up, well, no, I'm lying. Not the friend with confidence. You had the friend who had the confident wife. Yes. Who at the time may not have fit his puzzle. His description, yeah. What he typically would look for. Right. But she had all the things right right? she had pretty much everything else yes um so girl i think you're being selfish i agree with your friends because you're kind of leading this guy on okay not knowing or knowing that you you honestly don't you're not attracted to him which is funny because i do have somebody (laughs) that i know that has said that she wants like an ugly person because she feels like if she has an ugly person that treats her right, she don't got to worry about anybody else wanting him because see, he's that's ugly. Not, but that's not true. He may be, <laughs> he may be ugly to her. Somebody else going to find that man attractive. Oh, have him stick a bush. This yes. is my thing, right? She's being selfish for, for holding on and stringing this man along, but she's not being selfish by saying what she wants. Right. I, I mean, that's the, I agree. So I agree ultimately, ultimately she has to shit or get off the pot. Either you're going to say to this man, you know what? Let's, you know, let's do this together. Let's work this out. Or, fuck it, I'm trying to be nice. Yo, she's she not attracted to him, bro. She, that's going to be an issue for them. A major issue. A major issue. You're not attracted to him, bro. That's not shallow. Everyone wants to be attracted to somebody. Mm-hmm. Right now, meeting someone who you didn't think you would be attracted to and becoming attracted to them is different than knowing you're not attracted to someone mm-hmm. and then marrying them because they have all the other qualities. Mm-hmm. Because then that's going to be an issue, especially in the bedroom. Because then she's going to be like, uh, and then she says, we're not going to have no more kids. I don't think he's attractive because she don't want to have kids that look like him. <laughs> move on. Move on, sis. <laughs> sis, move on. Move you on. literally said, that's amazing. Move on. Move on. She's not going to have no kids with him because of how he looks. Move she on. She's worried about his features and children. Move on. Man, I'm sorry, girl. Mm-mm. Move on. Period. Mm-mm. That was easy. <laughs> so if you'd like to be featured as one of our listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. Yo, your girl wanted me all in her business. And <laughs> <laughs> she gave me all the tea. I'm still, this is interesting. All right, well, <laughs> moment of truth time. Moment of truth. I forgot what we were talking about. What was today's episode <laughs> about? That completely she completely threw you off. Through my right. whole. We we're talking about whole phase. We're talking about whole phase. Whole phase. Yes. Okay? Whole okay. phase. This is my moment of truth about whole phase. Ooh. The first moment of truth is let's stop calling it a whole phase. That's fact. All right. A woman you having my own. A woman having agency and autonomy over her life in any aspect right. should not have a negative connotation. Period. That is it. And the second aspect to my moment of truth is this. 
We would all exist in better relationships if we allowed people to have agency over their lives without judgment. Because once that person makes a choice to be with someone else simply because they want to, not because they're obligated by society or the other person, the love in that relationship will be a lot greater. The intimacy in that relationship will be a lot greater. The mm-hmm. chemistry will be a lot greater. And, the, and the longevity and the respect will last. And that's how you get happy relationships. Oh, so that's good. my moment of truth. That's good. Well, you kind of stole a little bit of mine, which I meant to say, let's stop holding it a whole phase because of the negative connotation. But if you must hoe, hoe silently. <laughs> there is no reason that you have to hoe and let everybody know. You see bars, bars. <laughs> bars. Y'all already know how I stay with my bars. You don't got a hoe and everybody know. <laughs> I like it. Dead ass. I like it. <laughs> so be sure to find us on social oh media. <laughs> Dead ass the podcast. You can find me at Kadeen. I am the poet. And uh, <laughs> I am DeVal. Know it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's at I am DeVal. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. When I start the clapping, make sure you do that. I love when you make it clap. Oh. We out. I make it clap. Dead ass. About to go into another whole phase. <laughs> the wife whole phase. Good thing <laughs> Dead ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.